Welcome back to the podcast on everything. Today I have a uh, great um, friend and just an individual that I admire. His name is Marquise. To me, he is an independent thinker and observer, and I've known him for about less than a year. Um, he also has a YouTube channel, which is called One Pili Rouge, and that stands for One Red Pill in French. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so this podcast is different than the other podcasts because this is basically an eyewitness account of his experience going to the protest, which he's going to talk about, and just like his background. So, uh, Marquise, thank you for joining the show. No problem. Thank you for having me. So, um, can you just give us two to three minutes on your background, like where you grew up and some stuff that you have studied? Cool. So, uh, I was born in Washington, D.C., Southeast Washington, D.C., um, and I was raised in Prince George's County, so Oxon Hill, Maryland, Fort Washington area. I don't know, the boundaries aren't really clear between Oxon Hill and Fort Washington, so I just claim both of them. Um, went to school in PG, and then high school, I went to Charles County, I went to North Point High School. Then I went to Frostburg State University, where I got a degree in wildlife and fisheries and a minor in biology. And now I'm an environmental educator, and I love it. <laughs> now, um, was it all public schools, private schools? Well, my um, elementary and middle school was a, it was a magnet school. It was a French immersion school, so that was a magnet school. Oh, my high school was a magnet school, too. So, yeah, yeah both of them are magnet schools. Now, um, this podcast is going to delve into um, the movement that uh, I know Marquise was a part of. It's still going on. Um, but in your past, um, have you had any negative experiences with police growing up? Um, me personally, I've never had any real run-ins with the law. I was never like a uh, problem kid. I never ran into those issues, but I have friends that have had you know run-ins with the police and I mean, just like I tell people, it's not all police officers. Some police officers are bad, some police officers are good, but I feel like it's all dependent on the person and the situation, to be honest. But me personally, I've never had any experience where I could talk about and be like, you know, I have a reason to hate everyone and hate all the police. I've never encountered anything like that. Like little small racist encounters, like just little racist remarks, of course. Like I feel like every black person has experienced that, but, you know, it's just one thing you just kind of brush off. Now I'm more mature at this point, so now you can't really say anything to hurt me. I don't care if you call me the N-word or call me this, call me that. It has nothing to do with me. That's something on your part. So, But as far as racist experiences, that's about it, but none personally with the police. Okay. Um, growing up around like the D.C. area, how would you like describe that area growing up? Mm -hmm. Well, I was only born in D.C., so I wasn't in D.C. for that long, but I mean, I've just living in Prince George's County, like my house is right, what, 20, 25 minutes right outside of, right outside of D.C., so um, I definitely have, you know, family there, friends there, and I mean, it's just like some areas are good, some areas are bad, and that's just, I feel like that's what everywhere in D.C., I feel like it, it gets a bad rep, but I mean, I don't have any problem with it. I feel comfortable going to D.C. now, and I've always felt comfortable going there, so... Um, do you think like growing up around that area made you more political like now because you're around the White House and stuff like that or mm. do you think it's just based on 
you as an individual? Yeah, me personally, I've never really been into the whole politic, the whole political scene, because I think it's all a scam. We'll get into that, <laughs> but um, I've never really been one to be real political, real religious, and even though my family, like, they're all political, oh, like, vote, make sure you vote, like, even now to this day, like, my grandparents are always pressing me, oh, are you, are you voting, are you registered, this, that, and the third, but me, it's, I, I, I've never really, I don't know, felt like that was important, and I feel like now, I know why, I know why I was, back in the day, I didn't really know, it was just like, I don't know, I didn't really, it didn't really call to me, but now, I know why I felt that way, if that makes sense, yeah. All right. Um, so, do you want to give the background of everything leading up to he, up up to the George Floyd killing? Yeah. So yeah, so like so basically like why why all this began basically. Yeah. So I feel like all of these protests started because people are tired. If I, I feel like everyone now, everyone should realize that. There's a difference in how people are policed in this country. It's like, if, if, if you can't see it, then I don't really know what to tell you. Something may be wrong, but that's not on me to, you know, call anybody out. But I feel like um, the system is definitely corrupt, and people are tired of the injustices, especially black people. But it's, it's not just black people who are tired. It's people who, I don't know, can sympathize with us. Like, why can this person be treated this way by the police, but then another person with... You know, my skin tone are darker, they get treated unfairly. And I guess the George Floyd thing, that was just the last straw. And now we just need to, felt like we need to protest and, I don't know, spread awareness, I guess. Um, do you think there's any other way to get to this, where, like, this was the last straw without having, like, the protest start? Like, do you think, like, people could have passed laws or done anything leading up to this? Or do you think it had to take a, like like a murder by, like, you know, a cop on a black man to make this movement, like, like, all right, now we got to, like, truly, like, come together and do something. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone, everyone has their breaking point with anything, and I feel like just this, and this isn't the first incident where we've seen an officer kill a black guy, but I guess this was just the point where everyone has reached that boiling point, and now we're just sick of it. Now... It's a lot more that needs to be done, but I feel like the protests are a start. It's a good place to start, but it's definitely not the end goal. It's definitely not the end goal. But it was, it's, it's good to see that people realize that there's an issue in the world. Because clearly there is, and people are speaking out about it, and it's starting with these protests. So. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on other countries and the people that are protesting um, besides in, in the United States that are doing stuff? Um, I support them too because it's not only I've seen videos of other police officers in other countries still mistreating black people. So I feel like it's not just a problem in the United States. I feel like it's everywhere. Everywhere there are, there's corruption all around the planet, and people are starting to realize this and wake up to what's going on. So they're speaking out about it. And even if, say, a certain area or a particular area doesn't have these injustices, they 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 can see what's going on in this country, and then they can. I fully support them for seeing a problem and then wanting to be a part of the movement, the protests, and just speaking out against injustices. I completely support it. I think, like, the Internet has really helped everyone come together yeah. and notice this. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, how long would it have taken, like, Australia to know that, like, yeah, exactly. we have stuff going on here? Yeah. So I think that's a good thing because, like, now everyone can see it and we can see what's going yeah. on in other countries and come together. Mm. Um, 
Right. So, do you want to kind of get into what made you decide to go a few hours to a yeah, protest? Yeah. What you saw there? Yeah. All that stuff. So, um, I was actually with my sister. I forgot where we were. We were. Just, I think we were just getting something to eat, and then. Um, like this wasn't the first protest. It wasn't the first day. But we had just kept we we kept hearing about it. Then one of my close friends he said that he was going on that night. So I just looked at my sister. I was like, you know, are you trying to go? Because I was I just got to the point where like you know I, I'm I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of seeing about it. I know that there's an issue, and I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. I wanted to see and experience it firsthand. So I told my sister, I was like, you know, let's go for it. And we were both kind of like apprehensive about it. Like kind of. She was more nervous because she has anxiety. She's kind of like a little skittish thing. But um, me personally, it's like I kind of felt like that too. I was kind of scared, but then I was like, you know, just my just my outlook on life and the world, and just in particular myself. I know it's just I have unwavering faith in the universe, and I know that okay, whatever happens, I'll be able to react accordingly. If if anything were to, I don't know, occur while we were at these protests, but. She finally agreed, and we went down there. And that's basically was was the motivating factor. We just wanted to be a part of it. We just didn't want to keep watching it on the screen. We both agreed that there's something wrong on this in this country and in this world. So we just wanted to be a part of that movement and speak out about it. Um, what was your expectations before you went there? Like, were you expecting to see violence? Were you expecting to see? Peacefulness? Did you, or just didn't have any expectations for you? Honestly, honestly, I was expecting to see violence. I was expecting to see peace. I was expecting to see just pretty much everything. All this, just the whole spectrum, and that's pretty much what happened when we got there. So I guess I'll just get into like now, like my experience being there. But we got there, and it's one thing that I really like. I like being a part of. I don't know, just seeing that unity, because it wasn't just black people out there, it was white people, Asian people, Latinos, literally everyone was out there, everyone speaking out about the cause, like everyone's signs, they all had you know, different, different creative messages to just to get the word out, news crews were out there, they even had um, like first aid crews, like so the first aid people, they walk around, they have their little fanny packs and they walk around with water, anyone need medical attention, this, that, and the third. Um, uh, so yeah, and they had people like passing out snacks, had granola bars, fruit snacks, walking around the crowds. It was, it was, I don't know, it was crazy to see that. Like you don't hear, I didn't hear nothing about that on the news, but going there and seeing this, and it's not just black people. Like these were white people, Asian people that are still part of this movement, still trying to support. I don't know, just, just, just the cause and being there. Like it was cool at first. Um, so we were like right in front of the White House, so I forgot which street that was, but pretty much on all like the surrounding streets, they had it like blocked off, they had it barricaded so people wouldn't drive through. But literally we were pretty much in the White Yard's front, or the White House front yard, and they had uh, like these barriers set up, and then behind the barriers were just a line of the police officers that had their shields, and they were just basically standing in formation. So they weren't really doing anything, but Pretty sure if someone would hop that barrier, then it would have got a little crazy. But other than that, like to, I didn't see any people getting brutalized by the police. They were just standing in formation, and people were just you know shouting out all types of things, like not necessarily negative things, but just all just reciting like no justice, no peace, no racist police, kind of just like those chants around 
telling the police officer like to kneel with us, like different things like that. Um, and there were definitely people out there. People, I don't know who it was in particular, but people out there they had fireworks and they were shooting the fireworks at the the um, like the line of police officers, not like you know regular fireworks you put in the middle of the street, like the ones that you see in like the grand finale on Fourth of July. Like literally, they were shooting these things at them, and whenever that would happen, they get a can of tear gas and just toss it out. And then we just kind of clear out from that area. So we definitely got to experience that part of it, the tear gas. We didn't get tear gas directly, but just being in that plume of smoke is, is is crazy. I don't, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But as far as like they, I don't feel like they were using any excessive force. They were just trying to, I don't know. Every time they felt it getting crazy, they had to kind of de-escalate the situation, and then that's what that's what happened. They just kind of dispersed from that area, and it just slowly came back in. Um, there was one particular experience that I had. There was a, there was this building that we were. Um, everyone was kind of so this whole building was defaced was spray painted F the police Black Lives Matter All Lives Matter all types of stuff all around these things and people had actually climbed up on top of it so there's people all up on this building and then these three Latino dudes came in clearly drunk you could smell it on them they were slurring their speech and acting crazy and then they was like yeah we need to burn this burn this building down Let's, let's, let's burn it down so they moved it was a barrier in front of the in front of that building, then it was like a, it's like a little office, like they had like hand sanitizer stands in there. Probably like you know whenever they need to put different things out around the around the White House, that's what they had. It was like a, just like an office really. But he ended up moving the barrier from in front of the door, and he like backed up and then ran up and kicked the door and broke it, and they started going inside. There was a bicycle in there, and he took the bicycle out, threw it, and he's in there like flipping everything, and then I'm just sitting, there, I'm literally sitting like. <laughs> 10 feet away from this, and everyone's just sitting there just, like, watching them and recording them. And I said, I, I don't know, just basically, fuck that. I'm freaking, I told my sister, I was like, yo, hold my phone, because I didn't want, you know, if anything would happen, I didn't want any of my Bibles to get destroyed. But I went up to him, went in his room, and I got in his face, and I literally asked him right in his face, like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, get the fuck out. I was like, real life yelling at him, let him yell right in his face. And he was like, bro, what are you talking about? I said, get the fuck out. And he was like, oh man, fuck you. Alcohol on his breath, and then he ended up freaking finally going away. But it's not what the what the media is putting out, it's not it's not what it it's it's not what it seems. Like it's not all violence, it's not all riot, it's not all people destroying and you know, just defacing the community. It's it's, it's certain people in there and I feel like now if we're a part of these protests that we need to speak out against this, because that's not Incite violence and destroying things are only going to make stuff worse. Like that's it's it's, it's not going to help anything. Being together in unity and talking, speaking about the cause, that's a good start. But going out and just acting crazy—that's not—that's not what it's about. And I feel like at that point, that was my that was my place to say something to that guy, just because you know you're doing this for no reason. And I was like, if they come over here, they're not worried about you. They're going to see all these black people around. They're probably going to focus on the black people. That's just I don't know the mentality of how you know. I perceive the world and pretty much other people too and then like after another guy saw me like talking like yelling at this guy like he joined my defense like was like telling that this guy like yo get out because this is not what we need to be doing and he ended up him and his friends ended up leaving and then probably like 30 minutes later um, there was another incident uh, in the middle of the street so they had started I don't know what had happened but they had started like throwing out a lot of cans of tear gas right in front of the 
the gate. So we, everyone kind of backed off, and we were on that um, on that street right there. And there's one there's one white guy. My sister got it all on film. Like he grabbed the construction sign, brought it from the sidewalk, put it in the middle of the street, took off his book bag, had lighter fluid, had a blowtorch, and started lighting this thing on fire. And then he had friends. He had some other friends that like they were still they were like I don't know just feeding the fire, bringing more stuff for him to burn. But then, like, I looked at my sister, and she was just like, no, don't do it. And at that point, I got to be smart, because I don't want to go up into, you know, a group of seven, eight dudes, and I can't, you know, I can't defend my threes. Okay, I'm feeling more comfortable with three people, but eight people, I'm not about to go over there and, you know, jeopardize myself and ended up getting knocked out. And my sister's out here, and I need to protect her. So at that point, I just had to let it go, because they, they basically were inside of the box so other people saw that and it was like oh yeah so of course everyone just started throwing stuff on the fire like people that were throwing stuff I tried to tell them like what, what are y'all doing they're putting plastic cones on the fire they're putting up these big plastic dividers on the fire and I was like one thing is a whole bunch of people guarded like crowded around this one area and you're burning this stuff it's toxic and we're all <laughs> breathing this stuff in I was like well, that's just stupid to me but and I asked like I was asking people like what is this doing and my sister was like, bro, just save your breath. Because literally, it was just looking at me and just still going about the business. So after that, I was just like, you know, whatever, and just let it go. Right. Yeah, you brought up a lot of um, interesting things. Um, did you go during the day or did you go during the night? I went, so I, I got there probably right around 7.45, 8 o'clock. So it was still okay. daylight outside um, and left... What time did we leave? Because that night they were had they had a curfew, and I think it was for eleven. So we stayed all the way until eleven o'clock. But then once uh, once it probably got around what ten thirty, my sister we both looked at each other like we need to start making our way out. Because you could see on the street like they started bringing in like basically like the the SWAT police looked like they had their gear on. It's like they were gearing up because they knew that okay we got this eleven o'clock curfew. People are probably gonna be like after curfew and just still be out there. So. I was like, this is the time we need to try to get out before things get too crazy and then we get trapped down here and they won't be able to get out. So we ended up getting out, you know, just in time and just went home and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people do you think were actually there with you during the protests like in the section? Like, could you walk around and... Yeah, you can definitely, yeah. you could definitely walk like, kind of like on the edges or the outskirts. Or you, I mean, you could definitely, I had to do that a few times, kind of just like, you know, bulldoze your way through people. But it was more crowded and compact the closer you were to the, like that barrier right in front of the White House. People were kind of pushed up there, but kind of like behind that, it was just like, it was a swarm of people right at the gate, and then it got a little bit less dense, and then at the back it was kind of just scattered. But if I had to, I don't know, stick a number to it, I'd say at least 5,000 people. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. At least mm-hmm. five thousand. Um, were you nervous anyone was going to like try to get past the barrier towards the right the White House? I definitely thought about it. I looked at my, <laughs> I looked at my sister just making a joke. I was like, "Yeah, I'll give you twenty bucks. You hop that jump." Right <laughs> she just looked at me like I was crazy. But I was just thinking like I would hope no one would do that. Like would hop that because then that's just guaranteed you're definitely going to be beat. Like, I feel like it's a death sentence right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And like like they don't play around. Like, yeah. you touch that property. Yeah. yeah. So fortunately, fortunately, no one did that. We just were all just right on the gate. People were just kind of like leaning on the gate, but as far as jumping it or hopping it, no one, no one ever did that at all. I'm thankful for that because then you know they'd probably be like, oh, well now we need to 
I don't know, that'll just spark something, I feel like. They got one person say, well, oh, well, this, if this one person gonna do it, what if they all start doing it? And I actually told my sister that, like, what if right now, like, all of these people, we just hop this thing at one time? And I was like, it'd probably be just a massacre right there in front of us. But luckily, it didn't get to that point, so. Yeah, and I'm shocked with, like, the fireworks you mentioned earlier, that, like, like yeah. the cops just threw tear gas, because, like, I'm thinking, well, if I'm gonna firework, I mean, like, yeah, that's pretty level-headed to just yeah. only throw tear gas and kind of walk okay. away. All they did when they saw it coming, they just put up their shields and kind of just, like <laughs> made a little huddle, and then once they hit, they just back standing. That was it. So that'd be kind of cool to like put a shield up like a superhero and like stop yeah. a firework coming. That's at what you. they were doing. It's crazy. <laughs> like they were, they were all. It's like just a network. These these cops, like they would be alerting each other when something was coming because people were throwing. All types of stuff, water bottles. There was a dude filling up. Um, he had a whole jug of paint and was just grabbing empty water bottles around and filling them up with paint, just handing them out to people to throw at the police officer. So every time, oh, water! And you see one dude put up a shield and they were just, I don't know, all working together trying to protect each other. But, but yeah, that was, yeah, I thought that was real crazy though, the fireworks. Because those were some huge fireworks that they were just shooting off. And it really, like, if you were. If you didn't know that they were fireworks, you'd think that they were just bombs going off. Like, it sounded like a war zone off Call of Duty or something. It's crazy. Um, there's been talks that, like, people get hired to kind of start riots and fires and stuff to make movements yeah. and protests look bad. Do, do you feel like, in your experience looking at that, that that could be the case for any of, any of these people? Like, you talk about the guy that yeah. tried to go into... Yeah. The building and start a whole bunch and the person is starting the fire yeah so, so, so I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I've been trying to tell people I'm telling people where it, what happens now is contingent upon what we do so I feel like they, there's a there's a plan roped out or mapped out and they want us to get violent they want us to destroy the community they want us to destroy the country essentially so they see that but one thing I like about it is that they, they're seeing that there's this unity. It's not just black people, it's everyone coming together and just speaking out against, you know, injustices. But then you have these certain individuals that come in and then they basically are hired or put in place to incite violence. And, and even, even people just off social media, like not everyone was there for the right reasons. People were there. It's like some people felt like it was just a social event. We've been on quarantine for all this time. So, oh, finally we get to get out of the house. Let's get all our friends together. Let's just go down and just be nosy. Just kind of just be there. Like, oh, just if something pop off, I got my phone so I can record on the World Star or something. And you got people like that. You got people that I feel like were definitely put in place. There was this one video I was watching. This name is about to become more and more prevalent in the world. And his name is George Soros. George Soros, like, if you don't know who he is or what he looks like, just Google George Soros. And he, to me, he looks like a creep. But there was, this, there, there was this video of this guy, he was saying, he was being interviewed by the, um, this newscast, and he basically told him, like, you know, I was paid to come here and do this stuff. And I feel like it's, it's definitely people like that, because they want us to see something happening, and then, oh, he's destroying, let's destroy that too. So then they'll have a reason to declare, like, martial law or something, and then now we don't have any rights. Now we got a street curfew, and if you stay out, you're going to be arrested and, you know, sent to prison for who, you know, however long, but I definitely feel like there are people out there that are paid to go and incite violence and get people to destroy the community because they want to cause anarchy 
And there's, there's a lot of videos like showing this. There was one video I saw and these police officers basically told this woman what to spray paint on the wall. And basically that, that's a crime, so you're supporting the crime and that's vandalism. And she had, um, I forgot what she, white lady sprayed in Black, uh, Black Lives Matter and then uh, painted an anarchy symbol. And then just left. And the cops were just like, oh, you know, kind of just let her go. And they were literally sitting there watching her do the whole thing. And that's what I feel like is, is, is going on right now. It's, I feel like it's basically a psyop, like a psychological operation to get us to, to, to pull at our emotions and our heartstrings to get us to that next point. So if we start going crazy, then they could uh, unveil or unroll the next phase of their plan, essentially. Because I am a firm believer that... There are sick people in this world that are trying to take over the world. And I tell people, like, we, now we don't even know who the real enemy is anymore. So we got black people hating white people. You got white people hating black people. Most everyone hating the cops. And then now what they're trying to do now is make everyone hate Trump. They're all trying to make everyone hate each other. Because once everyone hates each other, the community hates each other. They don't trust the police. They don't trust the president. Things are getting crazy. This anarchy. That's when they can start to roll in and start to start to declare this martial law around places. And I, I tell people now we have to realize who the real enemy is because the, the enemy behind the scenes doesn't matter if you're white or black or Asian or Latino. These people just kill. They they care for themselves and they're trying to. I don't know. Most people refer to it as the new world order. Um, I feel like the new world order began when this country was discovered. These people, these, these, these wealthy white men in powdered wigs and, you know, doing this and doing that. That's when I feel like the, the New World Order began, but then I feel like this is the next phase that they're trying to um, implement into the world. They're trying to cause mass pandemonium, mass chaos, and then so they can bring in the military, and then we won't have any rights anymore because we're under martial law, and then the military is in control. So... Yeah, you bring up, all, you, you mentioned a lot of like big things in that. So I'm, let me try to break it down a little bit. Um, I know in the 80s, there's, there's been reports about news media bringing in people to make things look worse than what they are. And then there's, now since we have more media, they like show photos of like an overlook mm-hmm. and they try to like, make that. And like, like, this is what it's really like. Like, yeah. this is them like setting something up to make it look like yeah. something completely different. Um, do you think that the media is helping or hurting causes like this? It depends. I feel like there's good media out there with good coverage, and I feel like just like Trump says, fake news. That's one thing. That's that's one thing that I can agree with Trump on. There's a, definitely a lot of fake news out here. It's people that just essentially manipulate the media to get a certain response out of the people. Like you can go online and and, and just Google media manipulation and certain things that they just certain things that they do to. I don't know, get a certain response. Like, there's one picture I saw of the prince. Like, he was, I think he just had his third child or something like that. So, he was talking to somebody. He was put up the three sign, like, you know, three children. So, one person got him from the, like, the angle in front. And you could clearly see him putting up three fingers. And another person took a picture from the side and created a whole different story because it looked like he was holding up <laughs> his middle finger and flicking everyone off. And that's what, that's literally what's happening in, in the media. Like, it's, so I definitely believe that the media is making things worse, but depending on who's covering it, if that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and this is like comes the issue is like how how much do people actually look into what they're being told, you know? Yeah. Because like 
when like it's been proven like the first thing you see it's imprinted in your mind as like the truth and then you can be told the truth is something else mm-hmm. but you still believe like I think it's like 60% of the time you still believe the yeah. false thing because yeah. it, was, it was the first thing that you were told yeah I feel like now people people are lazy people in society are very lazy and just social media makes it easy to just oh I see this oh information and then just kind of go about your business but people are very people are very quick to criticize someone because it is contrary to their belief but they're very reluctant to actually go in and research what's going on I tell people now like we have to wake up black people white people all of us we have to realize who the real enemy is because the real enemy behind the scenes they don't care they, 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 they only care about themselves they're trying to turn everyone against each other that's how the that's how the masses are more easily controlled divide and conquer the masses so you divide them on every front every front that you can think of and then we're all distracted thinking that oh white people are the enemy and white people thinking oh black people are the enemy when at the end of the day neither of us are the enemy it's the people behind the scenes and they're white black asian literally these people it's a vast network around the world like that's what i tell people now like we we have to realize and wake up to what is really going on because a lot of people it's a lot of stuff we don't know and we just we just go through school, uh, school, go through this public indoctrination system. They teach us a whole bunch of senseless crap that we don't even need, and a lot of false information. Like I used to believe that you know Christopher Columbus actually discovered America, and he was a good old you know chipper dude. But come to find out, if you actually look into it, he's a, he was a pretty sick man and did some <laughs> sick stuff and just stole a whole country from people who already lived there. Even black people, black people think that oh we just came from Africa. It's just Slavery. We don't know our history past the, the the slave trade. People don't know that in the North American continent there were already black people here. There were already people that had my skin complexion and even darker, even lighter. It was in, in Christopher Columbus journals and the journal journals of his fellow settlers. They said that there were brown and black skinned people already here. So people just think that the Native Americans, the one with the headdress and the reservation, that's what we. That's what most people think uh, that. You know, the people were here originally, but it wasn't like that. People don't know anything. People, we just have to wake up and realize what is going on behind the scenes. And everything that is happening right now is, I feel like, it is a distraction from what is really going on. Like, there's some stuff going on. And one big thing that I feel like uh, these elite people that are in control, they're trying to push. They're trying to make everyone hate Trump. This, this, this is, one. first off, one thing that people don't know. The Democratic Party was started by white supremacists. A lot of people don't know that. They won't teach you that in school, but if you actually, I know it sounds crazy, but literally if you do your research, there's books, there's stuff out there, people know this information, but they don't want us to know that. But the Democratic Party was started by white supremacists. They were run by white supremacists. The Republican Party, the the black people used to be a part of the Republican Party. It wasn't just black people, but it was black people and white people, people who wanted unity, wanted equality, and that's what they pushed for. But one thing that happened was the Republican Party was gaining too much political power back in those times. So what they had to do is they created the Ku Klux Klan, which was essentially the hitmen, essentially. So what they did was they had these hitmen go into these communities. They torture and murder these prominent black leaders, not even just black leaders. They executed white leaders, too, people who were part of this equality and, 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 and justice they started to take out these people and started to terrorize, especially the black community, killing the, killing the men, killing the women, 
uh, raping the women and killing and raping the children. And it was like, we're not going to stop this. We're not going to stop killing your community or destroying your community unless you start to do what we tell you to do. And now here in freaking 2020, we got most, most black people are voting Democrat and most white people are voting Republican. And I feel like back in the day, the political system, I don't know, it's, it's different from what it is now. Now they're both corrupt. Essentially two wings of the same bird. And they're essentially, they're essentially puppets. They work for people that are behind the scenes. And what has been happening in this country, basically, they wanted to get Hillary Clinton in office. Hillary Clinton was a Democratic uh, candidate. If you, that's why I tell people you have to look and see what's really going on right now. Uh, there was a guy, what's his name? Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner is all the stuff from his laptop. Talks about Hillary. Hillary, Hillary Clinton has over 600,000 emails linking her to crimes against children, child, human trafficking, pedophilia, all of this stuff. All of this stuff is going on behind the scenes right now, and this is what they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know that the Democratic Party really doesn't have our good interests or our best interests at hand. Even President Obama, black people, they're like, oh, well, you know how we had, a, we had a black president. My president is black and my Lambo's blue. Like, don't even know. Everyone thinks Obama's this grand old guy. They don't know that Obama passed the, what is it, the ND, NDAA, NDAA bill. And that basically made it legal for them to label citizens as terrorists. And the next phase of that plan was to have Hillary Clinton off. Just like everything that's happening now, if Hillary Clinton was in office, things would not be going down how they are now. Everyone hates Trump. I don't have a problem. I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't support any of them. I'm not a, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not even independent. I don't care about none of that crap. But I'm not going to lie on this man's name. Yeah, he might say some crazy things, but I don't know. That, that comes... That just says something about you if you can get, if someone can say something and get you to get out of character. He can say what he wants, but Trump knows about these, he talks about Antifa, he talks about the, 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 these, uh, what is, what does what he refer to the group as? I can't remember, but basically these, these extremists, he knows about these, uh, these people who are behind the scenes and trying to destroy the world, and he's, he's been fighting out against it, but they don't want that. I just learned that there were, there were, uh, what is it, six failed assassination attempts on Trump already. I haven't like, heard about one. <laughs> exactly. They, they have been trying to take Trump out because Trump is, he talks about draining the swamp. Trump is literally draining the swamp. He is pushing to get all, I don't know about his past and what he's done, but as, as of right now, until he does something outright crazy, then I have no problem with him because I know what he's doing. I know that he knows who these evil people are and he's speaking out against it. He does it all the time. On Twitter, he, he talks about he talked about the the what is it the mayor of Mini, uh, Minneapolis. This dude, first of all, this dude posted a picture of Hillary Clinton socks. He, so he's clearly a Hillary supporter, and Hillary Clinton is clearly from the stuff that is surfaced about her. She's clearly has some ties in with human trafficking, child pedophilia. She's done some sick stuff, and this and all the stuff on the laptop is linking her to all of that. And the fact that. You are in a high position or high-ranking position in politics, so you probably know about that too. And you're wearing the socks of Hillary Clinton, so that leads me to believe that you're probably murdering and torturing and probably eating babies, just like <laughs> I don't know the rest of these sick people. And that's what that's information like that is about. Is is about to become more mainstream about stuff about uh, like secret societies, the the New World Order, this Illuminati, um, all this stuff. These the the 
child trafficking, the pedophilia, the satanic cults, the rituals, the sacrifices, literally all this stuff is starting to surface right now. And they're trying to, everything in their power, they're trying to get that from happening. Hillary Clinton is supposed to testify in September. I think, what is it, September 9th or something? She's supposed to testify in court about all this stuff that is that is that she's been linked to. And I feel like now, leading up to that, and it's not only just her, it's a network of people. What they want to do, they're trying to eliminate Trump because he's drained in the swamp, and they're trying to push this, this chaos. And uh, there's this quote that says, out of chaos comes order. That's a, that's a quote from, from a secret society. It's also on the um, back of the... Isn't it on the uh, dollar bill? That order comes chaos. Is that on the back of the one dollar bill? I'm not sure. But even then, yeah, even, yeah. even the, <laughs> the stuff on the dollar bill that links these secrets. Literally, this is this is all information that is out there right now, and they don't want people to realize that. They want us to be distracted and get us to hate each other when that's not that's not the answer. That's why I went there when I went to the protest. I'm not there to you know cause any violence. I'm not here to hit nobody. I'm not here to say f the police. I not I didn't say. F the police not one time. I never say that. I, that's, that's not in, it's just not me. It's not the type of person I am. I, I went there, I made my sign, and it said, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. That's the problem now. People have gotten power hungry, and they're greedy and selfish, and they're committing crimes against humanity. And until we all unite, all the races, all the different races that are in this country, until we all unite and act from a place of love, we won't get anywhere because it'll, it, it, it'll take us unifying, loving each other. So then we can see, okay, if you're not a part of this loving movement, then then what, you're, you're either on one side or you're on the other side. And then from there, then we can start to really pick out and see who these people are. Because these people, these high-ranking elite people have infiltrated every rank of society from the highest positions to the lowest positions in society. Literally, they're everywhere. And the FBI, the CIA, the police force all around the, the country, literally, there are people that are part of this sick, this sick, I don't know, this ring of people. And this is what is going on right now. And they're trying everything in their power to get us to destroy this country. Because when we start to really destroy the country, then they can bring in the military. So now you have curfews. Now we're going to inject you all with some, with God knows what, just like, I'm a, I don't support vaccines to say the least. I don't support vaccines because we don't know what is in these things that they're injecting us with. There's a lot of, you can go look this up online for yourself. That's why I tell people you have to question everything. That's my philosophy. Question everything. Stuff in these vaccines. And then when martial law, we don't have it. We can't say like, no, I don't want it. If you say no or you speak out due to the NDA bill, I can label you a terrorist and I can throw you in jail because you're, you're not pushing the agenda that we want to push. And that's what they're trying to push towards so they can just fully be in control. And then just think about it. Like, I feel like leading up until these people, when they have to testify in court, there's going to be more and more things that start to happen. More and more things that start to unroll. Like, first, I feel like it was the coronavirus. Um, a lot of people think that the coronavirus is this, this new thing. Because originally, when they were talking about the coronavirus, it was just like a new virus that popped out of nowhere. The coronavirus has been a thing. It's already been a thing. And then once people started realizing that, they started saying, oh, well, now it's a mutated strain. Now, then they started to bring Bill Gates into this with the vaccines and pushing that. If Hillary Clinton was in office, he would have had all that support. Literally, it would have fall, fall, everything would have fallen in place. But everything is out of order because they didn't get Hillary Clinton in office. And now I feel like they're just doing everything in their power to, I don't know, stop what's going on, trying to get people to distract everyone and then keep on 
on rolling stuff to get us distracted and not worried about what's really going on behind the scenes. Because that's, I mean, how do you how do you stop yourself from getting indicted for crimes against humanity? I don't know. Get everyone to destroy each other because they can't go out and just openly start destroying the country. They have to they have to use us. We have this sheep and this mob mentality, so we just quick to just do what other people are doing and don't even know anything. And I feel like that's the best way to get people to not, I don't know, we're no longer focused, the, the attention is no longer on them. Now, since we're destroying the country, we can bring in martial law. So then once the military's in, all those indictments, all that crap goes out of the window. And that's what they're pushing for. So, I mean, who, know, who, who knows what's going to be next? It's probably going to be some alien invasion <laughs> or something. Like, who, who knows? It's going to be, it's going to be something. It's, it's, it's going to keep on getting worse. Things, they're going to keep on rolling things, I feel like. Yeah. You went down like a rabbit hole. I know. Yeah, we could go for like 10 hours. We could go for like 10 hours on that. Um, <laughs> but um, one of the notes I wrote was like, um, I'm sure you know about 2012. You think all of this is just like ancient people, like they kind of knew this was happening. This is just like part of the thing. Like we're like now destroying ourselves and then yeah. like eventually there'll be like a rebuild. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. we'll beat the new world order. Yeah. Hopefully. And then like there's a whole new world after that. Mm. You think like this is part of like what the 2012s predicted? For sure. Like this has been predicted just by the Mayans, by all these ancient civilizations that existed. They all prophesized this like apocalypse. We're already in the apocalypse right now. And what happens, we can either... We're like right at the crossroads. So we can either go down one path of just domination and destruction, or we can really start to work towards this this new earth. I feel like this new earth, we're trying to bring this new earth here. We're trying to bring this higher functioning, higher frequency place here on this planet and restore balance. Like, like how it was in ancient times. We were building pyramids and had just, just we were spiritually connected. That's why I'm a real, I'm a real spiritual person now. Spirituality meaning... Everything is interconnected. So I'm no different from you. I'm no different from that tree, the grain of sand at the beach. We're, we're all literally the same. We can either go down that path and realize and come to that realization of that, or we can keep on, I don't know, feeding into the destruction and the negativity because the more negativity we put out, that's what they feed off of. And then they, once, they, once we get that, it's just like a wildfire. It'll spread and then... Well, I don't know, God forbid, hopefully this doesn't happen, but then have this true new world order that they want. There could be a new world order, like the positive side, there could be a new world order on this negative side. And it's all dependent on humans. We have to snap out of this illusion. We have to snap out of this, this confusion that we're in. We have to realize what is really going on. We have to realize that there are sick people in this world, and, and that's who we need to focus our attention on. We don't need to be fighting each other because we've all been brainwashed and, con- and, and confused. White people and black people alike, we are all confused. So I just feel like now that is what it will take all of us coming together and realizing what's really happening, what's really going down in order to change anything. And if we don't, then everything will be destroyed. So how do you, how do you get people to join in on the, uh, the protests and the movement? Like how, how do you wake people up to this? You, me personally, what I do to wake people up, I simply speak my truth. So kind of what we're doing now. So my only job is, I like to say, I plant seeds within the fertile grounds of the minds of the people. And I can't be concerned whether that seed germinates and sprouts or it just kind of just sits and dies. Like I can only be concerned 
with planting the seeds was, was, was a huge motivating factor of me starting my YouTube channel. It's things I put on my Instagram and my Facebook. Like, now, I, I don't care about, you know, being flashy and showing off this because that's what social media is now. It's just like a popularity contest. Now I'm going to use the following that I've gotten over the years, and I'm going to use this because all the information that I'm learning, I would be selfish to harbor this information for myself. So now it's just a matter of people who know People who are part of this, they, they realize something's going on behind the scenes. Like, there's, there's a lot going on that we don't know about. And it'll take those people to start to tell other people and try to try to wake people up. But as far as waking up, it, it's, it's internal. You have to, something has to click in you. You have to go through something or hear something that it just makes it click for you. And that's what it'll take. And I hope, I hope that, I don't know, people will become just, I don't know, less ignorant and... We're so, like I said, we're so quick to ridicule someone and criticize someone if they're talking about something we don't know about. But we're very reluctant to actually go pick up a book. That's why I feel like the school, all the school we're going through, we, we go through this schooling and we learn a whole bunch of sensitive stuff, but they got us feeling a certain way about learning and education. So when you're done with school, it's like you don't want to read anything. You don't want to do nothing like that. Like you don't, they don't, and that's what they want. They don't want you to keep learning and enriching your mind. That's what I tell the kids here. I say, learn daily. Challenge yourself to learn one new thing a day. Find something interesting and read about it. Like, I, even me, I didn't always like reading, but I found something. I found something in me and, I don't know, certain topics that just spoke to me, and that's what I just went for, and I started, and that's what it will take people to do it. Waking up is like 50-50. You got to have that spark. I don't know, what, what, what am I trying to say? You got to have kind of, someone has to ignite that and then you have to you give it the fuel. You have to let it burn essentially and keep it going. But me personally, I can't, I can't force anyone to wake up. I try and I used to, when I first started learning some of this stuff, it's like you just want everyone to just realize and be on the same page automatically. But you're, it's, in reality, it's not going to happen. But like I say, you can't be concerned of what happens after you plant the seed. You can only plant the seed and then if it doesn't, Peace out. On to the next one. Like, I don't care what you think. That's, I came to that point. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what you say to me or what you say about me. I can give two shits about that. But I'm only concerned about speaking my truth and trying to wake people up. I'm all about... I'm, I don't care about the Black Lives Movement. I don't care about the All Lives Movement. I don't care about the Blue Lives Matter Movement. I don't care about none of that crap. I care about people being righteous. It's, if, if you're a righteous person, I rock with you. Whether you're white, Asian, I don't care who you are. If you're a righteous person, you're all right with me. If you love, you're all right with me. And even if you don't, like I've gotten to that point, I don't, I don't hate or harbor any ill feelings towards anyone. You can do the sickest thing that you could possibly think of, but I know that everything that occurs in somebody's life is because of something that happened in their past. We are all the, we are, we are all the way we are today because of what has transpired in our past. And I can't, I don't know. I, me now, I just got to that point where I, I can't hate someone for the external stuff that they're showing because I know deep down, if we were to strip ourselves of our skin and we were just, everything out of our body, we strip everything but the skeletal and the nervous system. You couldn't tell me and you apart. Or me and that person apart. Or me and that person apart. Or me and that officer apart. So now, like that's, that's, that's what we have to realize. Love everyone and everything and then come together so that we can start to realize who the real enemy is. And then until then, there will be no change. Yeah, that's like the beauty and like also like the tragedy of humanity is like you have free will. So yeah. like you can give them all the stuff and you can't like force them to like see your yeah. side. But it's also like 
the reason why people can't like fall in line with like like we could say like the new world order yeah. because they have the free will to like think independently yeah. Yeah. from like all the schooling and stuff like that like you mentioned definitely which is like frustrating as hell it's like it is, how do you yeah. not see this it's right in front yeah. of you like <laughs> yeah it just kind of makes you just kind of like shake someone <laughs> to the point that maybe you move some things around in the head that it finally clicks and it even to this day I ain't, I'm not a perfect saint but I'm, it still pisses me off to this day but then I have to realize like what what my mission is what my purpose is my purpose is only to tell people and speak the truth my purpose is to gain as much knowledge as possible and become a beacon of light. Light has always been indicative of knowledge. So become a beacon of light and try to be a lighthouse and show other people the way and then illuminate them so then they can start to be a domino effect. That's what it will take and that's what my purpose is. That's what my motivating factor for life is. Waking people up, waking humanity up and being like, we need to see what's going on because the crap that we see on the television, that's not everything. It's not everything. Man, we, we could, we're definitely going to have to do a few different yeah. episodes on yeah. this. Because <laughs> there's so many, like, things I want to bring up that yeah. you mentioned and just topics. Um, but for the sake of this episode, if we can, let's, let's go back a little bit All to right. it. Um, so, like, when you see a lot of people join in on these protests and stuff, and they're saying, like, all lives matter and all that, does it, does it help the movement, you think? Or does it, like, distract people by, like, focusing on everybody instead of, yeah. like, what the movement was originally about? Are you okay with, like, it being fluid and then progressing into something else? Because then it could maybe progress into, like, a whole other movement. Yeah. Like, we need to take down these people that are causing, For sure. causing this. So I'm like, I'm, like, neutral about that. I know a lot of people, personally, that they get pissed when they hear all lives matter because everyone's pushing... The Black Lives Matter, which is understandable. Just like if you were in a neighborhood and your house was on fire and you call the police or call the fire department, they're not going to come and start to water the houses that aren't on fire. They're going to come to the rescue of the house that's on fire. And that's what uh, is sparking the rage in people because they feel like they feel like that's a slap in the face. Like until until Black Lives Matter, all lives cannot matter. That's how I feel about it. But I still have a neutral standpoint on like, yes, all lives matter. But then Black Lives Matter too, because we see something. We see something. There's, 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 there's not. There's, a, there's an unjust treatment of Black people in America. We all see that, and I understand that people that are just on all Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives Movement, blah blah blah. And then that they get pissed off when they hear that all lives matter. But we all need to realize that we're all basically saying the same thing. Black Lives Matter, and then once we. Got our, got our own stuff together. Once black lives really do matter, once these injustices are no longer here, then it could be, okay, all lives matter. But I feel like the main thing with people, they just want to focus more on the injustices that are just mainstream that we see all the time before we can just really be you know, chanting all lives matter. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing. All lives do matter. That's black, white, Asian, everyone. If you're human, you're a part of that all lives matter. Even the cops. That's why, that's why I don't say F the police or F-12 or do, I don't do none of that because I don't know every police officer. Like, they're a good, I've, I, I, have, I have friends who are police officers. Not all police officers are these ones who, you know, want to kill you or shoot you just for sneezing or something like that. That's not what all police officers are about. There are some sick police officers, there are some good police officers, just like anyone. There's good people and there's bad people. We have to distinguish between the two. We can't just say... F the police because we don't know who we're talking about. Yeah, it, it brings up, like, I think about this when people say, like, all police are terrible and stuff. I'm like, 
So what I'm thinking is like every single racist person wants to be a cop so they can just like throw injustices. Yeah. Like I don't I don't see how that like those two things would be no. connected. No. So do you, do you think um, once you're in the academy after like seeing certain things it changes your mindset at all or it's just I think you, you think we just have police like in general wrong and we just kind of focus on the bad ones way more than any positive stuff that oh, yeah. police do. For sure. Like the, I definitely agree. We focus more on the negative instead of the positive. That's, I feel like that's just how humans are wired now. We're just addicted to negativity and toxicity. That's what we thrive on. We love that. We just love to, I don't know, be in the midst of just confusion and chaos. But literally, it's, I feel like there are some police officers that may become in racist. You know, now they have a position of power. I got a, you know, a, a, a belt on and a gun and a taser and some handcuffs. Now I can go and do things and be excessive. Yeah, I think there's definitely people out there like that. But then there are definitely some good police officers. But deeper than all of that, I feel like, just like I told you, these people have infiltrated every rank of society. So you have police officers that are put in place that they, they, they have a certain agenda. And they know. And people in the, off, in, in the precinct, they don't even know about it. People, people, it, that's, that's why I say we, we all have to start to educate ourselves because it's not just, it's deeper than what we think. These people, these sick people are everywhere and they're, they're, they're feeding onto this. They're, they're literally trying to, in, I don't know, bring about this, this chaos and destruction of the planet and of the world. So, mm-hmm. um, Going back to your experiences, um, do you have any other in- stories of... Um, the stuff that you saw, positive or negative, mm. while you were there? Yeah, one, one that really stuck out to me, there's this one white guy, I can't even remember his name. Um, what was his name? I don't know, we'll call him Jeff for, 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 for the sake of the story. But Jeff, he, he was coming around, he was just kind of walking, I was just holding up my sign, and he kind of walked by and like did a double take and just like backtracked and looked at my sign, he was reading it. So I just, you know, I saw that. I saw he was reading. I took the towards him. She could read it. And I flipped it around, showed him the other side, and then um, one of the sides just talked about love. And like, I got one side with the quote and the power of love, all that. But then on the other side, just talking about um, just love coming together, uh, just unity. And he saw that. And he just looked at me. And he just opened his arms. And I just opened my arms too. And we were just mm-hmm. hugging. And then we started. You know, he said that he's been there. He was at the protest from like the first day it started. He was one of the ones, he said, he pulled up his shirt, and I was just like, what are you doing? But then he was like, look, and he got shot with some rubber bullets. I don't know why, I forgot what he said, but he was just showing, like, yeah, I've been out here, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, that's good, you know, I support that, as long as you're not doing anything crazy. And he was like, yeah, you know, I like what you're saying, the message you're saying, and then, you know, we need more people like that to push out, because he seemed to, he seemed to be aware of, their, their, like, there's something going on, and it's, it'll take us all coming together and that's just what we were talking about I just after he left uh, from talking to me I just saw him just going to different people all people black people white people everyone that was there he just going and just talking and just I don't know really epitomizing this unity and coming together and that's 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 another one that really stuck out but that's yeah that's pretty much it did you talk to a lot of people there um I talked to a few people not, not, not too much, but just and nothing too in depth. And I was just really trying to keep to myself. I got my sister with me, so I, you know, worried about her. So as far, I don't really have any deep. That was the longest conversation I had with anyone there. But anything else, it was just like a quick, kind of just like you know, in passing conversation. But yeah, okay. um, you covered a lot of the questions that I was going to 
say, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but what do you say when um, people to like go against this um, the movement are saying like, oh, someone was on drugs when they're committing a crime? Do you think that affects and distracts? And do you think that's like a reason? Yeah, I, that's that's not doing that's not doing anything but pissing more people off. Like it, 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 people have to learn how to be compassionate and empathetic. Put yourself in the shoes of another person. Like just like in growing up, growing up in a, growing up black and in a black household and a black community. Like it's certain things that you have to teach your black children, especially like your black men. Like my mom used to drill it into my head. Like do not. Do anything whenever you get into any interaction with a police officer. Make sure you are compliant. Make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Anything they ask, you do it. Don't make any sudden movements. Just like just going through. I mean, everyone should teach that, but it's 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 people push that in the black community because we see what's going on, and then for people to just I don't know dismiss the whole thing. It's like what it makes me just question like what's wrong with you? Like what that's that's the only thing I can come to mind. Like what's wrong with you, and why can't you see? What is going on? Why can't you see that, okay, for one, black people are treated unfairly, but two, why can't you see that they're, first now, we're, we're all being treated unfairly. Slavery still exists. This is what Kanye was talking about. He was talking about modern day slavery. Literally, slavery is not just restricted to black people anymore. If you are uh, a citizen working for a dollar bill, you are essentially a slave. Uh, George Washington became a slave owner at 13 years old. So the dude who's on the face of the dollar bill, this currency that isn't backed by anything anymore, if you are working for this dollar bill to make a living, we are all slaves to the system. And we have to realize this. There was um, there's this awesome guy. Um, his name is Jordan Maxwell. And I watched a video years ago on him. And he talked about how America, we became a corporation, I think, in 1986 in Delaware, because Delaware is really cheap to like become corporations. And they like, basically called us property. Yeah. And yeah, that. yeah. So, I definitely so, yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, this is the agenda, folks. Like, yeah, this is not a country. This is a corporation, <laughs> and we are all working for this corporation. We are all slaves to the system, and that's what we have to realize because it doesn't have to be like this. Money hasn't always existed. Before, we just had these communities. Even if you weren't in the same community, if I had a community and you had a community, hold on, you got some gold over there that looks kind of nice. Let me get that. And you saw, oh, yeah, I like your little. I don't know, animal skins that you have or something. So, you know what, let's work out something. I give you this and you give me that. And we help each other out. The barter system, that's what we have. But then you have people, yeah, money isn't all bad. People say the money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. People get so caught up in, I don't know, money and flashy materialistic things that we, we, we lose sight of what really matters. That's why a lot of people, like, you, they tell you, even if you get all these loads of money and then most people who get rich and famous they realize that there's still something missing there's something missing because that's not all that's not all this is like they're like they're still sad and yeah and yeah. lonely and they're like drug addicts and exactly it's like but like this is like we're growing up like these are our role models this is what like we strive to do yeah but then we're like we don't picture that they're yeah. like lonely as hell for sure yeah in their houses like wishing like they weren't yeah. in that and it's all, it's, all part of, it's all part of the scheme to keep us distracted. And now this is what I tell, especially black people, I feel like gangster rap has completely destroyed the community and especially the black community. Because now we, all the stuff, all the stuff that they talk about in these rap songs and stuff that we listen to today that's programming our minds subconsciously, literally this is what is happening in our community. What do, what do rappers talk about? 
uh, fighting each other. If you got this shirt on or this color on, or if you're standing on this block, I'm gonna slap you. If you look at me a certain way, I might shoot you. Uh, drinking, drinking lean, drinking a whole bunch of drugs, uh, uh, drinking a whole bunch of alcohol, destroying your temple, destroying your body. Uh, I'm just trying to have sex, and then oh, she got a big butt, some big tits. Uh, I'm trying to have sex all the time. So literally, all the stuff that they're doing, all the stuff that they're talking about in the music has been programming us. And now look at all the problems that plague our society today. We don't respect women. We look them, look at them as sex objects. We destroy our bodies constantly. We're not. One, we're not united, we're all divided for no reason because you got this color on, you were raised here and I was raised there, so we have a problem, we have beef with each other for no reason. This is literally what's been going on. It, 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 this is what really pisses me off because this is what, like, how this is what I tell myself, and like, how can people not see what is going on? That is all part of this grand scheme to just keep us further distracted and further divided. So we work and slave for this money and then we give it right back to the man and don't, especially black people, like, like right now I'm speaking on the behalf of black people, we, uh, we, we get all this money and then we give it right back to the man and we're not feeding our own community. We're not, just like a lot of black people don't know about Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street, we had a thriving community, our own banks, our own uh, police system, our own train system, literally we had a thriving community. People don't know what happened to Black Wall Street. They saw that this was a threat. They don't want black people to do, start doing this and start to become self-actualized. So they, what did they do? They bombed the whole, the, the, the police and uh, they joined forces with the KKK and they came in and they bombed and destroyed all these businesses. And now they got us distracted. Like these record labels, they get all these people and like, hey, you know, we want you to push this information. This is what you want this is what we want you to say in your songs. And they do that, and they preach us all this, and they give them all that money to literally destroy the community. That's why I tell people now, if you're not rapping about something that matters, I can't support you. I have friends that have these you know, rap groups, and they rap and stuff. But literally, if you're talking constantly about drugs, and women, and alcohol, and if having, uh, I don't know, disagreements with people, then what are you doing? You're, you're literally the problem. You're literally what is wrong with the world. And it, and it, it isn't just black people. It's, it, anyone whose music is not talking about anything that matters, you are the enemy. If your music represents anything negative, you are the enemy. I, th I think it'll, a lot of it comes down to the media that we discussed because yeah. I, like, I'm sure you and I, we can name like a ton of amazing artists For sure, that yeah. say like all the things that we're saying like are not on the mainstream. But, the, but once you get them up, how many artists can you actually play? Because there's only so yeah. many intelligent artists that can yeah. talk about these things. So yeah. now you just kind of ruin your your and uh, your money coming in. Yeah. Because now you have less people to promote. For sure. And, that, and you're making everyone smarter because now, li now they're listening to these people. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, you look at like, you talk about gangster rap, like what level of education do these gangster rappers have? Like, yeah. I think like there's a list of college degree rappers that are amazing but I don't think I can tell you more than like one song that they've had on the radio yeah, and exactly. the same thing comes to like pop music like <laughs> like how many of them have a college degree and what do they talk about they, yeah. talk, they talk about the same the thing the same it's, thing is literally all part of this agenda and that's what we have to it'll take the celebrities because these celebrities who have positions what I think is these people are scared they're scared you get into a position of power and this is, this is what has happened all throughout history. You have a position of power where you can influence the masses, and then once you finally wake up and start talking about what matters, what they, they all have a common ending. 
they're taken out, they're just shot uh, randomly. There's no really no real information about it. They're assassinated or they overdose on drugs or something. And literally, they put that on the news, and then we just think like, oh, he just overdosed. Like he was kind of talking about lean. So, and then we just don't even look too much into it. But this is this is literally, if you have a position, and then you start to talk about what matters, you get taken out. Even Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a part of this whole plot. Yeah, he did some good, but we have to realize, first of all, I think we can all agree that this is a very corrupt country or corporation. It was founded on corrupt ideals and corrupt values. So today, not much has changed. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has his own day nationally. That's a red flag to me. Like, okay, I don't know. That just don't add up with me. But Dr. Martin Luther King was pushing a certain agenda and then he started to wake up and realize what was going on. Then what happened? He got taken out. Same thing with Malcolm X. Malcolm X was pushing a certain agenda, and then he went to the Middle East, went in Egypt, and then started realizing what's going on. And he came back to America and said, like, yo, like, stop, you know, being, stop worrying about this, that, and the third. Like, we need to realize who we were, who we once were. Once he no longer talked about what they wanted him to talk about, he was taken out. Same thing with Marcus Garvey. All these people that had Tupac, even Tupac too. Tupac was he was open with it. Like he didn't care. He knew that at some point he was going to get shot. They tried to shoot him multiple times. The one when he died, that wasn't the first time he got shot. He knew that what he was doing was putting his life at risk. But that's how everyone has to live. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, "I'm gonna mess this quote up. I'm not gonna say verbatim, but the quote is basically saying, if if you if you're living without a purpose, now." it up. If you do not have something in which you're willing to die for, you're not really living. So if you don't have a cause or purpose that you're willing to lay your life on the line for, you're not living. And that's what that's what's plaguing society now. We're all scared. And that's fear. When you're feared, when you're scared and when you're fearful, you can be controlled. And they don't want people to, you know, wake up and be like, you know what, I don't care anymore. I used to think that when I was coming on to this information, I'm like, dang, I can't really talk about this. Like, Catch me like six years ago, five, six years ago, if you'd asked me to do this podcast, I'd be like, nah, I ain't, because I might talk about some stuff and I don't want them to hear it. And now I don't care, bro. I told, I told my family, I told my sister, even my ex-girlfriend when I was dating her at the time, like my family knows like, yo, if I ever get just come up missing or just, <laughs> just, just I'm dead or something happened to me, I have like uh, freaking um, Files basically, I have hard drives, I have these flash drives, all this information that I was learning and starting to push out. I'm like, yo, if I just randomly die, start to push that information because it's, it's something deeper than that. Because I feel like now, just like having this unwavering faith and knowing that I'm divinely protected, and then when it's my time to go, that means that my, my mission is complete. Once I'm gone, this is, this is the information that I talked about, and this is the information that'll change the world, and this is what needs to be pushed. So it'll take everyone. Started from regular people all the way up until these celebrities realizing that, you know what, I am a puppet. I was put in place. I get paid all this money to destroy the community. And now I see what's going on and I need to speak up about it. I don't care if they come and get me. I don't care if I lose this. I don't care if I lose that. Now I'm speaking out about it. There's this one uh, artist. His name is Daylight. It's spelled Day. You know who that is? Daylight. Yeah, he's got the tattoo. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, he, his music, he talks about, like, he has his, in his songs, he talks about the child trafficking, the adrenochrome, the child pedophilia, these ritual sacrifices. He has YouTube videos, like, people record his live streams, and he just talks, because he's in the industry. He talks about certain, he says, I don't care. I don't care if they come out. I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak this. And he was like, now, 
I'm no longer concerned. He was a battle rapper at first. He went out of battle rapping because he was like, okay, this isn't it. Now he's concerned about, he said he makes music for the people who listen to it and then replay it with their notepad and actually take notes and then research what, they, what, they're, what they're hearing. He's like, he's making music now for those people. He don't care if they don't bump his music in the club or on the radio. He, he said he doesn't care. Literally, he has a position where he can talk about stuff that matters. And what he did was become an internet clown so people can kind of like, who is this guy? And then most people who don't look into him, they just think, oh, this, this idiot. Like I saw one, was on Vlad TV, like he had kind of like powder on his face, kind of like acting like a white guy. And then I saw that before I even really knew who he was. I'm like, look at this clown, this idiot. Didn't even look into it. But then, I don't know, something clicked with me. It came across my uh, screen and I was on YouTube. And then I'm like, let me just watch this thing. And literally, the interview, what he, he's, he's literally speaking out about everything that is going on behind the scenes that people don't know about. What he did was just take on this role of this internet clown so he can get popularity. And he knows that certain people will be like, you know, he's a clown, he's a coon, whatever with him. But then certain people will be like, you know what, let me, just, let me see what this guy's talking about. And that's what, that's what celebrities need to do. They can't be concerned. I mean, like now, at this point, you got it all. You got all the money, you got all this stuff. Why not do something to change the world? Why not help out people? Why not help everyone out? Why is there, why is there still poverty in this country? With the amount of billionaires, the amount of millionaires that exist in this country, why are there still people starving? That doesn't make any sense. That's something Tupac used to say. Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. How do we have all this money? How do we have all this money? My mom used to work at the Bureau of Engraving, and they used to, they have bales. I'm talking about bales that are like four feet tall of just money that they destroy every day. Billions of dollars they destroy every day. People that have all this money, like, yeah, I mean, you got your money, you do what you want to do with it, but why not put some of that money, why not, because once you get a certain amount of money, you reach a different tax bracket, and then you get exposed to more and more people. Why not create a network of those people to really start pooling your money together so your money can make money, make certain smart investments, make these organizations, make corporations to actually help change the world. But they're scared. Um. You think like the system that we have has to have someone in like utter poverty to kind of control them to do like the the junk stuff like for example we need people to pull plants and pull apples from trees and stuff like that so we need to have uneducated people to do yeah. that so you think like the system's got out of control and we, like that's their way of controlling it to make sure we have a group of people at the bottom that basically just get shit on Year after year after year, I generation after generation. Yeah, I definitely agree. To keep them, to keep those people down, because I feel like most of those, most of those people are the two main people that have been being brainwashed. It's not just these low income or lower class people. It's not just black people. It's black people and white people. It's all of us. Literally, all of us. We're all. We're still. We're all at the bottom of this pyramid, but they had, now they have this tier, this lower, middle, and upper class. And most people in this lower class, it's not just black people, and that's what we have to realize. And they created this system to just to, to keep, I don't know, to keep us worried about stuff that doesn't matter. Stuff that literally doesn't matter. We don't, they don't want us to become spiritual people, notice our interconnectedness, and then really come together and realize what is important. Because once you really realize what's important, act from this place of love and compassion, and then you have a different outlook on life, you're no longer concerned about the material stuff in, in the world, but they have this system set apart to just have us distracted on every front. So try to 
live this American dream. Go through school, learn a whole bunch of crap. Go to college, learn a whole bunch of crap that you're probably not going to use. Get in a whole bunch of debt to these people and then work a nine-to-five job that you probably hate for the rest of your life. And then never pay off that debt and then you're going to transfer that debt on to someone else who co-signed it. That is literally the American dream. That's what the, that is what they want you to do. That, but learn a whole bunch of sense and stuff and then get a certain view on learning. So when you're done with that, you no longer want to learn or no longer want to read anything. And that is, that is what's the problem is we're, we're ignorant, we're confused, we're blind and lazy. So do you think this movement, this movement is waking more people up? And do you think it, it's going to be a permanent thing of them being awake? Or do you think it's just like a temporary thing which, which seems to happen? Because yeah. I'm in my 30s now. And like it seems like it... People get woke and then they get lazy after like yeah. a few months when nothing happens, yeah. and then it just goes back to the same, same old, same old. I feel like I feel like now it's different. I literally just said this to my sister yesterday. I feel like now with everything going on, people are really information hungry. They want to find out. A lot of people are starting to wake up to stuff that's going on, and I tell people like certain things that I said. I remember this exact conversation. It was five years ago. It was me, my mom, and my sister. And I told him certain, so told them certain things. That are going to become more and more prevalent in our in our lifetime. Like while we're still young, one of them was uh, vaccinations. That was one. This artificial intelligence, really, they, the things that they're doing with AI now is pretty scary. Um, the ped- the pedophilia with the with the Catholic Church, with all the with literally these high end elite people, not even just in the church, the politicians, the the actresses, the actors, the artists, the musicians, all these people. There's some people out there that are all roped into this stuff and I told him this is stuff that's going to start to come out and I feel like this movement it showed I don't know like I said we can either go one or two ways but I, I like how it's already started it's like protest it's not going to people I understand people saying oh, what the hell is a protest going to do you're just yelling and saying stuff like I understand that but it's a start it's a start seeing people it, it was it was there's no greater feeling than going out there and seeing just the unity out there and people just caring for each other and speaking out about just equality and justice all across all fronts. That's what we that's that's what it would take to change the world right there. How do you feel like when politicians jump on on stuff like this? Um, does it like piss you off? Because like we we all know that most of the election like Biden has an election coming up in six months. Yeah, and <laughs> and he he was at the funeral speaking. For that, but then yeah. his his past would say otherwise of what he thinks. Yeah. So so, what's your feelings of like all these politicians jumping on the movement? Do you think any of them are sincere in this, or do you think they're just part of a distraction? I feel like some of them are sincere, but then some are not, and some have to act like they're sincere so they'll gain us. Just like what I said about the Democrats, the Democrats are really. Both parties are sick, but we have to understand the origins of the Democratic Party. We, we, we know that Hillary Clinton is, is, is a pedophile. We know that she has things against, uh, crimes against her. Like, if, literally this whole sacrifice and these rituals and stuff, to my knowledge right now, Hillary Clinton has murdered, tortured, and eaten babies, straight up. Joe Biden is a Democrat. He supports Hillary Clinton. He's not too far off from her either. He's a creep too. That's why we <laughs> trying. he's talking about what he said. He said something crazy like, if you're black, or you're not black if you don't vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, like we see that, like, okay, well, now we, we either got Trump or we got Biden. Well, since he's in the Democratic Party, let's just, let us all vote for, for, for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is, if, 
one of the biggest creeps out there. Like you can look up this information too. Look up, look up, simple video on on, on YouTube. Just look up what is it, creepy, creepy, creepy Joe. Joe, creepy Joe Biden. Like I understand, like just like we work with kids, like just certain. We work with kids, but we don't have those interactions with kids because we know that's inappropriate. And just how he just you could just tell there's something creepy. And once you once you really start to wake up and really. I don't know, align yourself with what's going on, your intuition comes into play. I tell people we are all superhuman, supernatural people. Like literally, if we start to tap into that, we all experience this intuition, like this gut feeling, you know something's about to happen, or you know someone's about to hit you up or text you, and then sure enough, that person does. Like literally, we are psychic beings, and once you open that or unlock or tap into that power, your intuition will tell you what's what. And my intuition and what I've looked at from just doing my own independent research, Joe Biden is a creep just like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Um, so like the last 160, 180 years, it's been two parties have been controlling America. Oh, for sure. And yeah. like we've had progress, but it, like look at how long it's taken to get yeah. to these things. Yeah. So it, it's clearly like they're helping each other hold people down yeah. in some way. I feel like history, history will always repeat itself. And it'll, it'll always repeat itself if we don't really know history. That's why we kind of, yeah, like you said, there's been some progress, but it feels like we've just been stuck. Like, stuck in the same, it's like the same crap keeps going on. And literally the same stuff is going on because we don't have any knowledge of our true history. They, they, we, we just go through school and we learn the history that they want us to know. Because once we got that, we just think like, oh, well, I've already learned this. I don't need to go and learn anything else or hear about anything else. And we just are shut out to anything else. And that's, that's the problem with the world. Like, and history has continuously repeated itself because people are reluctant to actually research and look at stuff for themselves. They just want to be on Twitter and Facebook and see something like, oh, that's all right. That's all right. That sounds good with me. And don't, they don't really look deeper into it. Like, literally, this is what's at, at the start of it. I feel like, yeah, the political parties, it was a good political party. It was a bad political party. But then as time went on, people became more and more corrupt. And now both parties are literally weird. We're, 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 it's, I don't know, it's, Voting who's the most evil, essentially. And I feel like now, that's why I say with Trump, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not, I'm not pro-Trump or anything. But Trump has not said or done anything to me or it, just in general that's outright crazy. And I see what Trump is talking about. He even called the mayor out of, of, of Minneapolis because he let, he essentially let his city get destroyed. He said, like, yo, like he called, he tweeted this and like, if, Talking about if the if the mayor would have done his did his job, then we wouldn't have to resort to this. But what Trump had to do is he sent in the National Guard. He didn't, he said that there were peaceful protesters going on, but then he also talked about these these extremists that were there. These deep he calls it the deep state. That's what is about becoming more and more prevalent too. Learned about this deep state. He's like these deep state informants. He talked about how when the National Guard went in, they were able to neutralize the real enemies, and then just you know now y'all can proceed with your normal thing. He said something that should have been done a long time ago. Because literally, just like this, that same dude with the Hillary Clinton socks, he's pushing a certain agenda. So like, oh yeah, y'all go ahead and destroy the city so we can bring in martial law and then we can control everyone. Everyone can see what's happening in our great city and then everyone else will start to spread like wildfire and all the people will start just destroying the governors. Like not all governors and mayors are, I don't know, essentially corrupt. Maybe they are, but yeah. there's certain people like him. It's like, why, why did... Just like Trump said, like, why did you not do your job? That's why I feel like now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, I'm a black man saying I wouldn't mind having Trump in office for another four years. People hate Trump because of, they only see what's on the news. 
Everything is skewed to get a certain response out of the people. They don't know about this deep state. They don't know about these pedophiles. They don't know about the, the Democratic Party. They don't know about this stuff. They just say, oh, Trump, he's a racist. Let's, uh, let's, we don't even know what racism is. We, got, we only think of racism or a racist in a negative sense. But racist doesn't have to just necessarily be a negative meaning. Like when you have this is, this suffix is on the end of a word, it denotes the proficiency of that. So a pianist, profession in the piano, a violinist, a scientist, a biologist, a racist. A racist is one who is proficient in his race, one who is devoted to his race, one who loves his race. Me personally, I'm a racist. I tell black people right, right now we need to be racist, but not in the not in the negative sense. We have to become racist because we don't know who we are. We don't know about our true history. We just, if you ask any normal black person, like, tell me about African American history, they'll maybe say something about Africa, but then, oh, they came to Godless, and then we came here, and then slavery, and then, oh, Jim Crow, and then segregation, and then, oh, public water fountains, and this, that, and third, and now we're here. No, bro, like, we had a vast history before that. This world has a vast hidden history that, it's not even hidden, it's hidden in plain sight. There's like, people are very reluctant to actually just research, do independent research, and look at stuff for themselves. This information is out there, but people, there, everyone is, most people have fallen into this trap and they're just complacent with what's going on. Yeah, it's like most people, they want to be given the knowledge and not yeah. seek the knowledge. Lazy, bro. Lazy. Yeah. It's like, well, I remember when I went to college, I was like, man, I can like study everything. And then like the first, like, my first year, I just studied like the same stuff I just yeah. studied in high school. And then, like, and then eventually you start to wake up and you're like, all right, let me branch out of here. Yeah. And then, like, through that, you learn more stuff. Yeah. And I feel like people just are missing that. Like, mm. yeah. they, they want to do the same old, same old. And then once they kind of hear it, they kind of disappear a little bit, you yeah. know, right back to that, mm-hmm. to that comfort level. Because yeah. it's tough to hear some of this stuff. For sure. That you're saying. Yeah. And I feel like it, it, it is tough, but it's the, it's, it's, it's the pill we got to swallow. It's the harsh reality. We have to realize what's going on so we can know who the real enemy is. The real enemy is not the cops. It's not black people. It's not white people. It's not any of us. It's these deep state operatives that have infiltrated every rank of society. And that's what we need to realize. Like, until we realize that, we're just going to be running around in circles and history is going to continue to repeat itself. And I feel like this movement, what's going on right now, this unity, that's the start. The unification is the start. But the next process is just becoming knowledgeable people and and, and being exposed to certain information. And now this, with all the stuff going on, like I said, people are hungry for information. People are starting to find out, like, like I, I'm gonna just try to map out certain things that are about to become more uh, prevalent. Secret societies, especially the Freemasons, the Knights Templar, the KKK, the ties in with the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party origins, uh, Deep State, the Illuminati, uh, PSYOPs, Child pedophilia, this, these satanic rituals and sacrifices that go on, literally this stuff is, is, is already coming out and people are going to start hearing about this stuff. And it's, it's, it's just, like I said, it's a hard pill to swallow, but we have to know where we are so we can know where we want to go and how we're going to get there. And until then, if we keep on just sweeping things under the rug, these people are going to continue to do all the stuff that they want us to do. And that's what's happening. They want us to keep us, keep us in this trap. So then once we're all under military control, you know what, now we can just... Just kidnap and you know take all the babies and eat all the babies we want to. Like that's what adrenochrome is. You torture a baby. Once they have this adrenaline flush through their body, you cut them open. Once this adrenaline becomes exposed to oxygen, it becomes adrenochrome. And once you drink this, it's a highly addictive drug that gives you essentially this crazy high and essentially like the fountain of youth. 
like they say, it's, it's a good fountain of youth and there's a bad fountain of youth. This negative fountain of youth is they discovered that like if you torture kids and then you drink their blood and or, or sacrifice them and put these in these sick rituals, this is what the, the effect that it has on the body. And this is what is going on. So if, if we continue down this road and we just, I don't know, continue down this road of this trap that they're trying to set for us, literally we're going to give them power to do anything and everything to us. Military is in control. They can take who they want. They don't got to tell you why. Like, we're in military control and they come in and take my sisters and my mom. I'm like, oh, where are you taking them? Shut up. And then just keep going and go out and they can do God knows what behind the scenes. And then now they don't have anybody to tell them otherwise. Yeah, I think by law they have 24 hours to, to, um, to hold you before they have to release you mm-hmm. without giving you... Anything, so they can literally do it to anybody they want yeah. for 24 hours. Exactly, which so. is which is which is scary as hell when you really think about it. Um, we just have to wake up. That's just simple. We have to wake up because we are we are awake, but we're asleep. We're awake, but we're asleep. That's what I tell people. I'm like, yeah, you're open your eyes, you can go about your day to day life, but in actuality, you are asleep. You're you have this veil in front of your eyes, and you're seeing this illusion, and you don't know what's really happening behind the scenes it's like Wizard of Oz with the uh, guy behind the curtain yeah yeah. it's like he's like playing all the parts you know hidden in literally the, the subliminal messages are hidden in plain sight and this, that's what now when you come across I don't know when you start to awaken yourself and start to I don't know become this enlightened person or just just illumined person you're getting more information you're no longer just like you know just like you said just being just oh you're getting information kind of easy and then that's just what you go off of but once you wake up to a certain degree and then you start to watch things, you see you see things that you watch stuff now. Like, I can't just watch a, a movie or a TV show regularly. I'm always looking for something. And I, when I'm doing, I'm like, oh, did you, you know, did you see that? Did you see that part? Or literally, they, they're hiding stuff in plain sight. And these people, I feel like, like I said, these people, some certain people that have positions of power, they're scared to really outright speak out, outright say stuff about it. But what they do is they make... A movie or a show and they hide stuff in the show. The Simpsons, literally everything that has happened in The Simpsons has happened in real life. People don't know that the creator of The Simpsons is in a secret society. One of the secret societies that people are starting to wake up to and realize that, oh, they, they, they got their hands in some of this stuff. There was this one documentary, uh, what, is, what is the name of it? I can't remember the, t- the name off the top of my head, but basically... Everything that's going on right now, he made a documentary in order to um, warn the people. He said, this is, this is not even a documentary, this is more so a warning to the people. And the thing they showed that some pandemic had happened, and then riots started to break out. The military came in, and then um, FEMA was a big part of it. They, they showed FEMA all throughout the thing. They had secret society uh, symbols all hidden throughout the thing. And before the movie was released, they killed him. He died. Him and his family, they... And they're from Minneapolis. They're from Minneapolis. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy to think about. But this, they were found dead. All of his family shot up in his house, dead. Um, have you ever watched Stanley Kubrick any of his films? Mm, I've heard about it, but no. Yeah. yeah, he does a lot of that stuff. Yeah. He did. His last film was Eyes Wide Shut, which had Tom Cruise mm. and Nicole Kidman, and basically he was a part of like a secret sex society. Mm. And yeah, I think he was going against his wife. But he had movies about aliens and like taking over oh, the world yeah. oh, back yeah. in like the sixties. I think it was like nineteen sixty one. It was like I think I think I think it was called a space odyssey. Mm-hmm. But it's basically it just like takes over the ship and just yeah. 
He's like one of those I think talking about. That's that's what it is, and they got, they, they're trying to hide stuff in plain sight so people can so the so the right people can start to see it, and then they can start to make the connections and show people like this is boom, this is that, this is that, this is what's going on, and yeah. So do you think if you get to a certain level in life, you get kind of like brought into that then? Like I'm thinking of someone like of Jay Z status. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up where he grew up, and then now he's worth five hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. maybe like a billion. Do you think like they bring people in? Yeah, I to help like, their falls, and then yeah. like I feel like just like that's where the that's where this money comes in. Like the love of money is the root of all evil, and I feel like even Jay Z. There's some stuff about Jay Z too. Like he, there's a picture of him. You can go. I'm shit. I don't care. I'm just gonna say the secret society, the Freemasons. You can go online and type in Jay Z Freemasons. <laughs> And he's, he's not, even, not even just that, that's one of the symbols, but he's, they show him in an actual, one of the lodges, because they have lodges all around, it's like they infiltrate every rank of society, they have lodges all around the country, all around the planet, essentially, but you, there's a picture of him in one of these meetings in the lodge. Why, first of all, why are you there? First of all, but I feel like you definitely get, I don't know, they, they definitely ask you and try to pressure you into it but then at first I feel like a lot of people they're young they don't really know what's going on until once they're actually in it and then they realize like oh crap like this is what's going on and I feel like a big part of just think about the start of Jay-Z what he was the music he was putting out what he was rapping about what he was talking about but I feel like the start of him really waking up was his album was it 444 literally that whole album is just subliminal messages all throughout it like you have to really listen to it with an open eye and he's doing it still to this day. Even Beyonce, in, in her song, she talks about one, I forgot what song it was, but she talked about um, knocking the nose off of the pharaoh in Egypt. Because they don't want us to know the true origin of the, or the true people of Egypt. They don't want to see that that nose on that pharaoh was a, because black people's noses, they look different than white people's noses. This, the Sphinx was essentially a, a black woman, and they knocked, who was it, uh, Napoleon. Yeah, yeah, knocked off the, the nose, and she, she's literally had, has these things hidden in her songs now, and this is what they're starting to do, and that's the big thing that he's trying to push, even Daylight trying to tell other artists, he, Daylight's real cool with Drake, he tried to tell Drake, like, yo, you pretty much are on top of the world, why not use your position to, to really change the world and talk about what's going on, and he said straight up, Drake is scared, he said he called him out, like, he said literally him and Drake are cool, if he texts him right now, he can respond within five minutes. But he's called him out. He was like, Drake is scared. Just like all these other punk artists that he said, he said they're scared to talk about this because they know that if they start talking, something might happen. Michael Jackson, leading up to his death, he started telling his friends and family, like, yo, they're coming after me. Old Dirty Bastard started talking about the same stuff. Yo, the government, Bush, who was roped in to all of this sick stuff, started talking about, yo, I'm trying to shake these cats, but these not, I can't shake these ones. These are hard. But literally, all these people started talking about certain things right before they died, and then they come up, they come up dead. Yeah. So do you think any like celebrities are above that? Like I wrote LeBron James. Like, do you really think like some of them would still get like get murdered or get a accidental death? Someone like, is there anybody that could be actually above it and just say whatever they wanted? I see that, I, I have no idea. Just like I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm neutral about it now. I feel like um, these evil, sick people have infiltrated every rank of society. But I feel like, just like, I have this optimistic view. Like, I feel like these people started realizing what's going on. So they themselves created a secret network where they're all from the lowest to the highest. They're in this thing too. And they're just, I don't know, they're waiting to, I don't know, 
play their part and do what they need to do. But I feel like I don't feel like anyone can really be above it because I feel like these elite people that have I look at it like a like an octopus with its tentacles spread out in every rank of society, every aspect of our lives. They have infiltrated everything, and I feel like you can't really be above it in a in the system sense. You can be above it intellectually. I feel like, and I feel like now. Even artists, like artists are people too. They're people, just even these rich people, just like LeBron James, all these people, they're artists too. And if we're not artists, but they're people too. And they're starting to, a lot of them that were not open to this information before got maybe in some cases just bamboozled or brainwashed into thinking this was right, but then coming to a realization that this is not what needs to be happening. And they can start to make a change. And then, I don't know, just like I, it, it starts with people not being scared. People not being scared and really starting to do stuff to change what is going on in the, in, in the world. When you brought up the octopus, my first um, thought was the James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. We just talked about, have you seen yeah, that James yeah. Bond? In which it was like the octopus was in a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, man, talk about literally, it. Yeah, <laughs> in plain sight, literally right there. Prime yeah. I've never seen it, but... And it might have been like Spectre or something, but it was... Yeah, I've only seen I a few it. other new James Bonds, but yeah. it was about... Basically, an octopus was a logo, and it was like infiltrating everything. Everything. And you had to go in. And that's what it is. But I feel like now, now I try to have this optimistic view. Like, yeah, they infiltrated every rank, but I feel like these these higher functioning intellectual people, they have also infiltrated everything, and they're just secret. They're just waiting secretly to for stuff to hit the fan. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff you bring up. um, Do you know mystery cults back in the early like around zero? era like 600 yeah, yeah. Um, so like the reason why I bring that up is because we talked about like secret societies and stuff like that do you think they were aware of these evil people taking over so they created like these mystery cults and mystery schools to hold information to keep it for sure relevant so that it wasn't like basically essentially burned and destroyed yeah yeah, yeah. I definitely feel first of all my thing with secret societies because I'm actually in a, a fraternity which is my fraternity is basically considered a secret society, and my fraternity is simply a entryway or gateway into higher, this, this, this higher secret society. But I feel like one thing I feel is that if you have to have a secret society and keep information and history, stuff about this planet, stuff about the world, stuff about the humans that inhabit this planet, if you cannot tell me your plan of what's going on, you can't be trusted. Straight up, like I, I feel like now. Information should be open to everybody. Like, I don't know, I'm kind of I'm 50-50 on that because just how would people react to knowing certain things that they don't know about or they're hiding from us. But I feel like originally these organizations were created to just harbor this knowledge. This is what it, it's, it's, it's centered around knowledge. It's all this stuff is centered around higher knowledge. But then you join the secret society because you have to do certain things in order to, like... You get further up the ranks, you have to take a blood oath. And this blood oath means that basically if you speak out, we can kill you. That's just that's just what the bottom line is. And my fraternity that I'm in is, yeah, you have to go through a certain process to, to essentially show your allegiance to this organization. But it's, it's just like, okay, now it's like, it's like a practice. And then now you can go deeper and deeper. That's what I feel like it's, it is. It's, it's a trap. And literally, it's, it's, it's just to climb the ranks. But I woke up. Thankfully, before I went, because I thought about venturing deeper into these secret societies, because 
just hearing about like, oh, it's all about knowledge and all about this, that, and the third. But literally, yeah, it's about knowledge, but it's about knowledge that's hidden from the world that could change the world. Like the Freemasons, a Freemason, you can go online and say and type in Freemason slave shackle or slave collar. They have collars from slavery. I, I, I have a picture of it on my laptop. Um, one from Boston, one from Tennessee, one from Texas. Literally, it has uh, it's a slave collar. And then on the in the corner of the slave collar, it's an emblem. It's the Freemason logo. Like literally, so these sick people. I, I don't know about all Freemasons. I, I, I don't know much about the fraternity because I'm not in the organization. But from what I've gathered and from what is from what information is in the public domain, it's not looking too good for them with their ties into slavery, with their ties into the KKK, with child trafficking, with the sacrifices and stuff. Literally, this is this is what happens and this is what goes down behind closed doors. And we have no idea about it. And that's it's, it's, it's like that for a reason. But I feel like if you got to have secret society and you can't tell me your plans or what information you have, you can't be trusted because one of those plans might be to enslave me. You already enslaved my people. Now it's not just restricted to black people. Now we're going to enslave everybody. Everyone's going to be a slave now. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and this is kind of how I've been trying to think about it, is like you kind of have to earn your right to get the information. It's kind of like how they, a lot of them view it. And I wrote, I wrote down 5%. Um, have you heard of the 5%ers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like the premise for those that um, don't know is like 85% of the people are just, they're like, you're not going to save them. Yeah. They don't, they don't care to learn the knowledge mm-hmm. or whatever. Then you have like 10% that are awake to it, but they're not going to take any action. Mm-hmm. And then you have 5% that are awake, that want to take action, mm-hmm. and those are the ones you focus on. Yeah. You think like um, a lot of these secret societies are just like that. They're like, you know, if we just give it to the masses, they're just going to piss it away yeah. and, and yeah. ruin it. So we just were like, you know what? We'll hold on to it. You come find us. If you prove you're worthy, we'll give you all the information yeah. you want. And then maybe there might be like smaller circles inside those that yeah. are obviously yeah. corrupt. Because I know um, you mentioned the Illuminati. There was a guy from the Freemasons that started that. Mm-hmm. But he was like trying to destroy the Freemasons. Yeah. What was it Adam Adam Westshop? Yeah, I don't know. I've read it. I don't know how. Yeah, it and I definitely yeah. agree. But so, so with the Freemason organization, it's uh, centered around degrees. So each you have the first entry three degrees of Freemasonry, and those, like I said, this information is public domain. Like you can go on a lot of the inf- just like we've all been brainwashed, we've all been lied to. Literally, the first three degrees, you don't really start learning stuff until you get higher and higher. Like so, you have to prove yourself. Prove that you can hold this information. So what they do is they make you do crazy things, humiliating things. They might record it or they might have you sacrifice someone or something or just anything. They, they, they do this these things centered around trauma to get you bonded with the organization so you won't go out and say anything. Literally makes you scared. You take a blood oath like, okay, if I speak anything against this organization and what's really going on behind the scenes, then I can get taken out. And that's what I, I, I feel like from what I've looked at, like... Even Freemasons, not all Freemasons know their deep history with just the world. That's why I have, I know black people that are Freemasons. I say now, if you're a Freemason, you're an enemy because you haven't woke up yet. You don't know why, first of all, why would black people join an organization that there's the Freemason logo on a slave collar that probably was around your great, great, great grandfather or something. That doesn't make any sense. And I feel like just, just like with anyone, we're all, we have all been lied to. We all don't know a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of stuff 
hidden from us. And I definitely agree, until you really climb the ranks and then you prove yourself to be worthy of information, you won't know about it until you, like you said, you prove yourself worthy of it. Yeah. Now, some of it, I remember, I think it was Pythagoras, but like, it wasn't always like blood oath. Sometimes you had to like prove yourself with like your body mm-hmm. and like be a vegetarian for like mm-hmm. five years mm-hmm. and be celibate and all that. So yeah. like, I, I wonder like what some of like oaths are. Like, are they, are they us just thinking the worst because we haven't been a part of it? Mm-hmm. Or is it like... Someone, I can speak on, I can speak on the oath being in a fraternity, yeah. being in a, 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 a part of the Divine Nine fraternity, which is, my founders were Freemasons. The founders of my organization were Freemasons. All the other people in the Divine Nine are either Freemasons for the sororities, the Order of the Eastern Star, all of these secret societies, the Knights Templar, all this stuff. We have the Knights Templar, the Freemason, all these secret societies. We have their logos and symbols hidden in our own organization. My organization, all the organization is Divine Nine. We don't know that. We just think like, oh, we just see this thing and we just want to go into it. And knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't have joined the organization. Not probably. I wouldn't have joined the organization. Knowing what I do now, there's no way in hell I would join the organization. But everything happens for a reason. Now, the information that I'm being exposed to, I can now turn back and start to wake people up and, 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 and tell them what's going on. Just like with Freemasonry, there's documents, literal manuals, manuals that you can get, uh, Freemason texts that they talk about, like these higher-ranking Freemasons. Black people are not allowed, and they, they can't. The oath that they took, they literally cannot uh, initiate any black people into their lodge, into those higher ranking. They can't. And it says that in their oath, like literally, that they, they, they would basically says they would rather die before initiating a black person into these higher ranks of this secret society. So, what did black people do? Because we want to mirror what what we saw because we couldn't be allowed into it we were treated unfairly so what did we do we created prince hall freemasonry prince hall was a black guy he saw this he wasn't admitted to this so he started his own thing <laughs> for what trying to mirror the mirror what the our oppressors were showing us even with my organization now like with black group organization these college fraternities we don't know that rituals are in our our, our daily lives our whole life there's they're they're, they're centered or they're symbolize these rituals just like you go to college you climb these ranks and you get a degree a degree center around knowledge you gain more knowledge and you get a degree even now like in elementary middle school and high school you get your little degree or whatever and you climb the ranks that's even the 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 the, the, the cap the square is a squared compass on the freemason logo people people don't know this stuff but even the first fraternal organization was phi beta kappa phi beta kappa which was a fraternal organization at william and mary university for William and Mary, they were like some, I think Dutch like royalty or something like that. So they created this organization. All of those people that started Phi Beta Kappa were Freemasons. So literally, we see that we, it's, we didn't see none of our people in that, but we just saw that. We saw what our oppressors were doing. We wanted to emulate that, and that's what that's exactly what they wanted. They wanted to 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 get us just confused, and now we don't even know who we are. We we idolize what our oppressors. Did and I don't know showed to us, and now we wholeheartedly follow everything. Everything we don't know, we have no true knowledge of self. And like when I speak about this, it's not like a pointing the finger. Like I tell people, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate white people. I don't. I don't. I hate is just not. It's not me anymore. It's not me. But I, we have to. I tell this. The stuff I tell the people is for black people and it's for white people because we have to know where we are so we can know where we're going and how we're going to get there. Black people have to realize that they have been brainwashed and bamboozled the same way white people have to realize that they have been brainwashed and bamboozled. We all have been lied to. 
And it's it, when we all figure that out, we can start to make some real change. Until then, we'll just continue to fight each other. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that's a good way to end because I was going to go into another thing and that would be a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just about we, to go. <laughs> we could go for hours. We could go um, for hours. Yeah, well, um, Marquise, thank you very much for joining the podcast. Yeah, we hit about, pleasure. yeah, we hit over an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a movie. <laughs> I know, throwing, throwing books on knowledge. Yeah. It's, a, it's a rabbit hole. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast on everything. You can check us out on the podcast on everything.com. We're also on every major platform that you can get podcasts. I also want to say once again, Marquise has a YouTube channel, One Pilou Rouge. Yeah, one Pilou Rouge. Yep. And um, thanks for listening. <laughs>